Radio Voice for Chicagoland. WSFI Catholic Radio. AM 750 WNDZ Portage, Indiana, Chicago. And 88.5 FM WSFI Antioch. Welcome to the WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio Shareathon. Today, we will be live on the air until 6 o'clock p.m. with guest hosts from the local community. And to say thank you for your financial support, we have some great gifts to enrich your Catholic faith. Operators are standing by right now to take your tax deductible pledge. So call 224 206 8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit wsficatholicradio.org to make your donation online. Well, hello and welcome back. It's 2 o'clock. We've had quite an exciting morning. I'm so thankful to all of you who have been calling in and making donations online and on the phone, and we're closing in on our goal. Thanks be to God. I just want to say thank you so much to Larry. We also know him as Lorenzo. I want to just say thank you so much for your generous donation of $25, which that means we're down to $3,215 to go. So a lot better than that $9,000 number that we had that we were facing. We're going down to the the wire here. So just a few reminders about what we have some beautiful thank you gifts. Uh, One of them is the Lincolnshire Marriott has donated an overnight stay and breakfast for two. It expires on June 30th, and it's available for anyone out there that can donate $50 a month or $500. So I believe, I know we have one certificate. I don't know if I have a second one, but if I have the second one, then you can make it a weekend, right? So a great opportunity for you to maybe give it to your mom for Mother's Day or your wife or give it to yourself or your children. It's a great gift this time of year. So that's for $50. Then we have these beautiful, beautiful sculptures of Timothy Schmaltz. It's called the Life Memorial. And it's Our Lady with the baby in her womb. I mean, it's just exquisite. And I think Some of you have seen his work. He's the official sculptor for the Eucharistic Congress, and he's donated some of the small ones for us to give as a thank you gift, and that one's just $15 a month. So come on, you can donate $15 a month. Maybe make your Lenten sacrifice to donate to Catholic Radio. And then we also have our standard gifts. You know, we have the Holy Face medals and baskets and books, and we have beautiful chaplet beads. So There's no way you're going to go into Lent without being armed and dangerous. So, what's the number, Charlie, to call? Okay, the number for all of you to please call and donate is 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or if you want to donate online, um, go to this website, wsfiradio.org. Again, wsfiradio.org. Well, thank you, Charlie. And we have Father Lappi, who is the administrator for Holy Rosary Parish, coming into the studio. I believe it's 3 o'clock Mass, the Hour of Mercy, of course. And then he'll be on the air for drive time. So you stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. 
Okay, so without further ado, our next guest is no stranger to WSFI. If, if you've come to some of our functions, she's always working her heart out behind the scenes to help us. She volunteers here. Um, she's goodness itself. She really is. She is a retired pharmaceutical employee. I was going to use the word executive. I don't know if that's the correct. She says no, of course not. Um, but she's uh, worked in the pharmaceutical industry for quite a bit, uh, quite a number of years. And then she devoted her life to religious education. And um, she started a Holy Face prayer group recently. So I thought it'd be perfect to have her talk a little bit about herself and why she made the decision to start this group, which is currently in formation at St. Gilbert's Catholic Church. But you don't have to go to St. Gilbert's to join it. And um, and then she wants to talk a little bit about the um, apparitions itself or the locutions itself and what the devotion means. So our, our guest is Annette Wynn. Annette, thank you so much for coming to WSFI Radio. Hi, Angela. Hi, Annette. So is this your first time behind the mic? Yes, it is. But not the last. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Okay. <laughs> so, Annette, before we get started, just t- tell us about yourself and mm-hmm. what drew you to this devotion. Mm-hmm. So I would say my personal devotion life started with Our Lady in a kind of a revert experience in my 30s, 33 actually. Mm-hmm. And um, after that revert experience, Our Lady took my heart and she drove my life since then. She's been on the front seat of the bike and I'm on the back. So anyway, um, and I've always had a devotion to the Sacred Heart and from that developed into the devotion to the Divine Mercy. Used to do Divine Mercy at St. Gilbert's and for a period of time we didn't, but for most of the years I've, since I've been involved, I've we've been working on that. So anyway, um, actually my involvement with Holy Face started from the radio um, two years ago during the share right at this time, there was like a break asking for donations and the donation break was, um, if you donate X amount, then you get this beautiful set of chaplet beads and this book and it's an antidote to communism. And that really touched my heart um, because I was familiar with the Fatima message and all that that meant to the Fatima message. And so certainly this seemed like a, a companion to it. So um, I brought my donation in, and I got my chaplet beads, and I got my little book. Which, which beads did you get? I got those, the really nice ones. Oh. The, yeah, yeah. yeah we really still nice have ones. those. Those are, yeah. those are a donation. I think I think we're doing it for a donation of 25 a month this year, Athon. Okay. I'll have to check, but so, those are the heirloom ones. And then you gave away this book called The Treasure of the Holy Face. So I yeah. went home with the beads, and I went home with the book, and I read the whole book, and I still didn't know how to say the chaplet. So one day I was in here, um, and I said, well, the book doesn't tell me how to say the chaplet, so you handed me this little three-fold <laughs> card, and the chaplet was in there. So that's what I still carry with me in my pile of books that I take to church, and I say the chaplet maybe once or twice a week. So anyway, that's all I did for a year. Every once in a while, I'd get motivated, and I'd say my chaplet. So last year, um, around the same time, um, you had Vicki Schreier come in. Yes, And Vicki Schreier has this um, ministry where she talks about the Holy Face and witnesses to the Holy Face in her own life, and she does this to promote the devotion. She was very interesting, and she had a book. And at the time, I had also bought the Golden Arrow book from Tan, so I was reading that, but I wasn't reading it that thoroughly. I was just kind of a chapter at a time every once in a while. And um, 
And then I heard Vicki Schreier talk, and she had a little book that kind of takes the whole history of the devotion. So I read that, like, I consumed that really quickly. And I was still reading The Golden Arrow. In fact, I was taking communion to somebody last year, and I had tried to read... I was, I'm also involved with reading right now The Mystical City of God, which is very thick. And this person I was taking communion to was, had a very deep spiritual life. And so um, I started reading her The Golden Arrow book because it was much easier to read. And it's a beautiful, beautiful story about Sister Mary Peter. So that was kind of my involvement last year. And then after Father Carney came in in May, his message was so urgent. I think there was a great urgency in his message. And so I got his book and I was telling Angela like every time I would come see her like in March when Vicky was in and then when Father Carney was in I'd always leave and I had no money in my pocket because there was books and medals and things. Okay. <laughs> so it was like you know I can't come and see you anymore Angela because I don't walk out, I walk out without any money in my pocket. Yeah, like a religious bookstore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Traveling bookstore. Yeah, so anyway, um, but Father Carney's message really touched me. And so I said, this is really urgent. And he said, I don't even want to hear from you unless you've had the Holy Face devotion in your group marrying for a year. So um, I thought, well, that makes it even more urgent. So what am I going to do? So I took Vicki Schreier's book in the back. It has a bunch of the prayers from the Holy Face Confraternity uh, manual. And I typed them into a little booklet. And so I would spend my spare time typing up this little booklet, okay? And because um, I knew I needed to go meet with my pastor. In order for anything to start, you have to meet with your pastor. And my pastor is used to me coming to him and asking him for things. And he knows when I'm serious. And But the biggest or the most important thing is when you meet with your pastor, you need to follow through. And you need to keep them informed of what you're doing, but you need to follow through because a lot of people have lots of great ideas, but it's for someone else to do the work. And pastors are faced with that all the time. The most important thing for you to do is witness to them, let them know what you're doing, but then follow through and and maintain the follow through because if you do something because you're interested today but tomorrow it falls off then everybody thinks that father took that devotion away not that you got lazy and didn't do it anymore okay so it's really important when you make a commitment to your pastor that you follow through on that and you maintain that commitment or you find a way to maintain that commitment so um and the other reason why it was urgent to me was there were many times in my life where something started on June 27th, okay? <laughs> and I will explain the significance of June 27th. June 27th is the Feast of St. Cyril of Alexandria, and he's the one who at the Council of Ephesus said um, <coughs> that um, he called her the mother of God, Theocritus. That's where we get that word from. And so years ago, I had come back from Medjugorje. I had my house consecrated to the Sacred Heart on June 25th. And we started a prayer group in my house, a Marian prayer group in my house, on June 27th. And that's when that date became significant to me. Well, later on in my devotional journey, I wanted to start something to Our Lady, and I didn't know when to start it. And my pastor had a devotion to Our Lady of Perpetual Help, but I didn't know when her feast day was. So one day I was at Marytown, and there was this little brochure of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. And when I picked it up, it said June 27th. And I go, oh, that's the day to start. 
So when it came time to do this devotional, lo and behold, we needed to meet on a Tuesday. And last year, Tuesday was June 27th. So I said, that's the day we have to start. So it was very urgent that I get the booklet type, that I have a meeting with Father, and that we get on the calendar for June 27th. So that's when we started. So from there, what I did was I texted a group of friends. I knew some people who took communion to the sick because I was part of that group. I had some friends I pray the rosary with every morning, and I had other people in the parish or in other local parishes that I've been friends with for a long time. And so I set up about three text chains. So basically what I do every month is when we're meeting, I text everyone that the meeting is tonight as a reminder. Sometimes I get texts back I can't come. Sometimes I get texts back I'll be there. Um, sometimes I don't hear from people. It all depends on the person and what their other involvements are. So that's kind of the things that I did in order to get started and where the different layers of what happened to me. But I would say it's been going on for two years in my own heart, but really didn't come to fruition until after Father Carney came in May last year. Okay. It's a pretty interesting size group. That surprised me when you I said, how many people went to the Holy Face prayer mm -hmm. group? Talk a little so, bit about that. So the first, like my text messages, my text groups are like 10 people. So um, the group that came out of those 10 people that first time was about 12 or 13, <laughs> 14. So all last summer I had about 12, 13, 14. That's so unusual, right isn't in it? That, right in that number. Yeah. So about half of the people I would text would show up. And I think it's the text reminders that helps because people's lives get busy. But when they get a text reminder, and a lot of times I do it when I get out of bed on Tuesday morning. Sometimes I do it if I remember on Monday night. But I always do it like on Monday night before we meet or on Tuesday. Because when you only meet once a month, it's really hard to get that in your mind that that's on my calendar. And you have the other restriction, don't you, where you couldn't say, like we can normally say the first blah, 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 like the first Friday. Yeah, yeah. But you have to work around the parish schedule. They may use that well, chapel. I, well, I work, the, I work around the schedule, although we never exclusively have the chapel. We have the upstairs of the chapel, but downstairs sometimes St. Vincent de Paul meets, right. sometimes the Boy Scouts meet. Um, but that's okay. It doesn't really disturb what we're doing, and I don't think we disturb them. Um, I think the most important thing there is though that like during the holidays, like like when I looked at the Tuesdays during the year, I was looking at it from a standpoint of do any of the dates make significance to the Holy Face? Like that's why we're meeting tonight. Um, or do any of the dates make significance to Our Lady or to Our Lord? That sort of thing. Um, the other thing is, is that I didn't want it to be close to the holidays because when everybody's pressured for the holidays, then this isn't the first thing they're going to do. So it's sort of, and, and actually at where we fell off number-wise was really in November. A lot of people went on vacation at the end of October and came home sick so they couldn't come or they, they were tired from jet lag. Um, December with the holidays, the numbers were down. January with the cold weather, the numbers were down because we meet at 7 o'clock at night. And so um, we only had maybe four, or five, six people. But I think the thing to encourage people in that is a long time ago when I had the prayer group at my house, the numbers never seemed to grow. It was always four or five people. And at that time, I knew a, a gentleman who had who was associated with uh, Medjugorje. And I was talking to him about how disappointed I was because only four or five people showed up. And he said, well, Annette, it's not the numbers. It's 
the prayer. It's the fact that you're getting together and you're praying with that intention. And so you should never look at the numbers because who's ever there is who God has called to be there. And so never, don't look at it with earthly eyes, but look at it rather with what is the intention you're praying for and who is it that God is inviting to be there with you. So beautiful, Annette. And if you're just tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Annette Wynn. She has started a Holy Face prayer group in, well, it's actually, it meets at St. Gilbert Parish. Mm -hmm. And your pastor is Father John, who everyone here loves. Mm -hmm. I can't pronounce his last name. I say Chrisian. Chrisian. You Mm -hmm. say Chrisian. Father Mm -hmm. John Chrisian, who makes excellent chili and is a great cook, great personality. He's just like one of those people, every time you see him, you just... uh, he just exudes joy. You've done a great job over there. Mm-hmm. So I'm so happy to see that he's uh, opened the doors mm-hmm. to you and that you're carrying the ball. And that mm-hmm. I just want to say that we did receive a donation. It's an existing donor for $100. And I don't know if I can announce her name. I'll just say, I just, I guess I will. It's Margaret, Margaret Murphy. So, Margaret, thank you so very much for your donation. That's wonderful. And that brings us down to, with three, what do you think, Charlie, with $3,115 okay. away from our goal. What do you we think? Can, we can do it. We can do it. We, we need some. It uh, be great out there for a couple of you could give us a little bit bigger donation. I mean, we we understand and would appreciate any and all donations. But we could use a couple, uh, maybe $500 donations or thereabouts. Uh, we could get uh, most, you know, we need to get a couple of those, several of those to get uh, close to 3000 that we still have left, 3100 whatever. Okay, those of you who can donate whatever amount, we're, uh, except be happy to receive any amount, but the more the better, it's considering there's only three hours left to go in our uh, share You call this number, 224-206-8455. That's... Two two four two zero six eight four five five, or if you wish to donate online, go to wsfiradio.org. That's wsfiradio.org. And this is a great opportunity, Charlie. The people, I don't know if it has the donation amount here for um, for people if they're not familiar with the Holy Face devotion or if they want to go deeper. What is the amount of the donation that we are requesting for the Holy Face basket? Uh, for the Holy Face. It's actually face not a basket. Bas- but it's oh, a- yeah, okay. For $500 or $50 per month, you get a Holy Face basket and some extra items. Uh, Angela, I don't know if you, if you want to talk for just a second about what are some of the things in the Holy Face basket. Well, even though it's not a basket basket, I probably shouldn't use that word. Or I can put it in a basket, and then we'd be all set. But the the most beautiful things are the exact things that Annette was saying. I mean, it's everything you need to get up and running. It is um, Nancy Luby's parents, or her mother and father, had a jewelry store in Ohio. So she handcrafted these heirloom cloth. These are things that you could leave to your children or give as a beautiful gift to someone that you love. But they come in two colors, and I think I have still have a little bit of both of them. One is blood jade has that blood wow. jade and it has Tibet. is that what you have mm-hmm. do you like it yeah yeah so with tibetan part. silver it's beautiful she handmade these these are like mm-hmm. not the ones that you're going to get and they're going to break off in five minutes they're definitely a they were wow they're a beautiful way to pray this uh chaplet or the other ones is what they call sodalite sodalite it's a blue it's a, it's more like a marbled kind of a blue stone but it's a substantial stone and again it has the um Tibetan silver, so you have that. 
And then you have a whole group of books. Now, I think um, Christine Kengott was showing, we had a woman in Massachusetts that compiled everything that she could find about the Holy Face, and we imported them here from the, I think they call the Slaves of the Immaculate Heart, the nuns there, and we purchased them. So we're going to put one of those in. Then if we have the book for The Secret of the Holy Face by Father Lawrence Carney, we'll include that. Um, there's another book that we have that's included. We have the Holy Face Medal, which um, I think it was Sister Mary Pirina, I think, yeah. yep, that had the Holy Face Medal. And there's a few other things that we'll put in. I have a scapular to the Holy Face. Um, and I only have one of these to give away, but I have Holy Face Oil from Tours. Ooh. Wow. So if anyone wow. calls in now with that donation of $50 a month or $500, we'll put together this knockdown, drag out, everything you want to know about the Holy Face. Wow. But also, I will Started. include the... So this oil came from Tours, France, and I don't know, I'm, I'm jumping around here and that, but do you want to just explain briefly about Leo Dupont and the yeah, oratory of the Holy Face? So um, Leo Dupont... Um, well, we really shouldn't start there. Should we start the next segment? We can start the next segment okay. and go in. But hold that thought. I just want to yeah. explain. Remember Leo DuPont? Yeah. He had 6,000 miracles. 6,000 <laughs> miracles, more than any that I've ever heard of in the history of the church, and it was through this holy face oil. Oh so I have gosh. one little cruet that I'm willing to put in to sweeten the pot so that we can stay on the air for the month. And I also have another donation. It's from Joe Wren. Oops, I'm not supposed to say. It's from Joe it's from St. Joseph, and it's a donation of $100. And um, so then that brings us down to 3015. We're closing in on the 2,000 number. Yeah, come on, come on, everybody. we gotta, know, we got to break through and get... That is so generous, Joseph. Thank you so very much. It means the world to us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Not only get under three, but we're hoping, the good Lord willing, maybe in this hour, if we can even get down to 2,000 or close to 2,000, we really, really uh, appreciate all your, any and all donations, y'all. Can uh, can give to WSFI. They're greatly appreciated and uh, and needed right now. And we'll give you that holy face oil. Okay, so go ahead and. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll just start back with um, um, where the private revelation came from. So it came from a sister Mary of Saint Peter. She was a Carmelite nun. She lived from 1816 to 1848, and. It was through the intercession of St. Martin de Tours that she came to the Mar Carmel in Tours, France. And the prayers that are in this uh, Archicrine Fraternity Manual were given to her or she developed them during her own time uh, in the Carmel. And she explained what these private revelations uh, to her superior, and these revelations were shared with her bishop. And the bishop was very accepting of this private revelation not so much because of Sister Mary P Peter, but because there had been similar private revelations given to another Carmelite who remains unnamed that's described in Saint Sister Mary Peter's um, autobiography. And that autobiography is the book that's published by Tan Books called The Golden Arrow. So because this bishop had already heard something that was sounded so familiar, he was quite accepting of what Sister Mary Peter was talking about, okay? Um, I won't talk about the devotion right now because I think because of Leo DuPont, we'll skip to talk about him a little bit. So Leo DuPont got to, he was a, um, 
He actually was born in the Caribbean, but went back to France. He was a lawyer. He wanted to become a priest, but I think he had something wrong with one of his fingers or his hand or something. So he wasn't perfect enough to celebrate the Mass. So he became a lawyer, and he settled in Tours, France, and came to know the Sisters at the Carmel. And he became devoted to the Holy Face. And he is really largely responsible for promoting the devotion in France. And you have to remember, when she died in 1848, that is when the Communist Manifesto was published. And so Leo Dupont became familiar with, because of being a lawyer, he read the Communist Manifesto. This is in post-revolution, post-Napoleon France. So very, very much in tune with the message of communism. And when the Communist Manifesto was published, he read it. And he realized that this devotion was an antidote to communism. That's how he saw it, and he promoted it as such. And what he's known for, what Angela was alluding to with what the miracles, in his home he had an oil lamp that burned before an image of the Holy Face, and we'll talk about the image in a second. But he, he, he burned the oil, so he's a lot like um, Brother Andre, where he was bil- burning the oil in front of this, in the monastery up in um, Canada to St. Joseph, and that oil then was distributed and given to people, and that's what generated the healings. So, um, but, but he really, because of the healings and because of his devotion to the Holy Face, that devotion became promulgated all throughout France, largely because of his efforts. In fact, his home, his family home in Tours, France, is now the oratory of the Holy Face. Hmm. So he donated his home to be this place where information and oil and everything can be distributed from. Um, so going back, we'll go back then the, to the, de- the image and the devotion itself. So the, um, the reason for venerating the Holy Face is given to Saint, Sister Mary St. Peter. It's the face of Christ crucified. And why we venerate his face in particular is because the wounds that he suffered on his face were due to the offenses, the sins that were committed against his father. And so this became important as far as a way of offering our Lord's face to the Father in reparation. And those sins are, if we think about the commandments, are the first three commandments. So the first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. The sin is idolatry. We put something else in place of God. Or in the case of communism, we're atheists. So there's no God. There is no God. The second commandment is not to use the name of the Lord in vain. This is the sin of blasphemy. And if we think about what goes on in the world today, how many times do we hear people say, and and even when they say, OMG, what are they saying? Okay, and I think what's very important about that, Father Carney made a comment back in May, which was, the more devoted you become to the holy face, the more you recognize your own sin, and it purifies you. So that's one of the things I, that was really a take-home message there. And then the third commandment is about keeping the Sabbath holy, and the sin is profanation of the holy day. So if you think about it, how many people go out shopping on Sunday? 
Um, remember, the car agencies are not open on Sunday. That's because a long time ago mm-hmm. they didn't want to. They wanted to honor the Sabbath, but these days we don't have that same veneration of the holy day. Holy days were su- the the Sunday was supposed to be a time to visit with family and have family dinners and spend time with God and spend time with family in prayer. It was not supposed to be running around doing our errands and everything else that we do, and so we've really very much gotten away from that with our busy lives. Um, So that's, if we look at the way our world is, if you look at the way um, how we fail to honor God and we look at what this devotion is really intended for is to bring us back to a place we're in right relationship with God. So um, another thing to think about with idolatry what are the other things we've replaced? Like I said, shopping or things like that, but also we have a lot of problems with people dabbling in astrology and the occult. Why is that happening? Because we've pushed God out, so something else is going to replace it. I can remember a priest who used to hear confessions in Medjugorje. He would ask, he'd take people through an examination of conference and he'd go to the first commandment and he'd say to the person, what sign are you? And they'd say, Leo. He'd go, well, right there, idolatry. You've, you know, you've, you've got huh. the first one off your So, I mean, you know, he knew how to examine consciences because people go to confession and they think they don't have any sins. And if you have a priest who can really draw that from you like that, he, you know, he would ask the questions, okay? Um, blasphemy, like I was saying, you know, J- J.C., um, how many times do we see references to J.C.? Like, people will say they don't say Jesus Christ, they'll say Jiminy Cricket, but... What was Jim? Why was Jiminy Cricket given those initials? It was because he was the constant. He was the conscience, Ah, right? So it's it's still it's still a blasphemy because it's a reference, okay? And then we we talked enough about like the profanation of Sundays. So that's what makes this devotion important. So what they recommend is that we you meet on a Tuesday. That's kind of the day that because I think because of Shrove Tuesday being the feast day, maybe that may be why the Tuesday is preferred. So that's why we selected meeting on Tuesdays. And what you're supposed to do is venerate the wounds of Jesus's holy face and offer reparation for, to the Father for those sins that are directed against him. And what I use right now for the prayer group, I don't have one of those nice relic images, so what I use is one of the postcards that came from Vicki. Vicki Schreier uh, had little um, like 5 by 8 or 3 by 5 postcards, and I just got a nice frame at Hobby Lobby, and that's what we put on the altar when we have our holy hour. Mm. Okay? so It's beautiful. Um, I just wanted to jump in mm-hmm. and talk a little bit about, um, let's see, we do have the time. So you mentioned Sister Marie St. Pierre, or you say Sister Mary Peter, and then there's another person that our Lord spoke to. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about her? I don't know very much about her, but she was an Italian nun, and yes. I believe she lived in the 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, either I don't know if it was during the war or after the war, Okay, but she lived in that time period, and she's the one who actually talked about having the medal struck to the holy face. Right. And what's confusing is her name is Maria Perina. So <laughs> she sort of has the same name, but she's it's Italian. Hmm. It's an Italian name, right? Instead of and Mary Peter, there's probably a way to say that in French, but I'm not familiar with either language, so it doesn't really help. Okay. Yeah. I took German. I don't know, you know. Yeah. So anyway, but, but 
but she's been, and she's yeah. been beatified. Okay. So that's kind of encouraging I, because I think Sister Maria Perina has, but I don't think Sister yes. Mary Peter has. No, she has not. She has not. Got she anything. has not yet. Yeah. Yes, but Sister. Cause. Yes, but I think uh, Leo Leon Dupont is a venerable. I think, yeah, I think he's a venerable right yeah. now. But so. it's, it has been. You know, one of the things I just want to point out is that it is a church-approved apparition. So uh, Pope Leo the Thirteenth. Uh, Ray, are you going to talk a little bit about that? Do you want to go into that? Sure, yes, like, because okay. I want to make people feel comfortable Okay. Um, how important this devotion is. But before we do, Charlie, you want to do a quick commercial break sure. here? Sure. Those of you who are listening to this fascinating discussion uh, and uh, learning more and more about the holy face of Jesus, please uh, donate to us. Uh, we need from some financial resources to stay on lines to keep our radio station going. Uh, you can call 224-206-8455. Again, 224-206-8455. Or if you want to donate online, go to wsfiradio.org. That's wsfiradio.org. And every donation will receive these beautiful images that have been touched to the image, <clears throat> excuse me, the image that's been touched to three relics, which is the true cross. The Sword of Longinus, am I pronouncing his name correctly? And the Viela Veronica. So we have these beautiful images. Um, that's the true image of the Shroud of Turin that's been touched to this image that's here in the office. And on the back of it, it has one of the Priyas. It's the chaplet. She's, oh, good. Annette has it in front of her. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's the chaplet of the Holy Face. So everyone will get that in a Holy Face medal and the usual power packs. And then for those of you who want to make sure that you have an image of Divine Mercy, we have some beautiful gold-framed images um, that are available for a suggested donation of $10 a month. Or, or, or $100. Or $100. And then for 15 you can certainly get the image of Divine Mercy. But we also have this beautiful sculpture. Uh, that I know you're going to love it. It's a beautiful gift that you can give to a pro-lifer that you love or just yourself. It's just, it makes you so happy. I, re- I was praying the rosary in front of it and the joyful mysteries. Um, and I was just so filled with the face of Our Lady is so beautiful and the image is beautiful. So that's for $15 a month. And uh, we're looking at, we're still $3,015 away from making our goal. At, we're going to have to break around 10 of 3 because we have a Mass at 3 o'clock. So thank you, Annette. Thanks for your patience through all this, the interruptions. Okay. okay. Take it away. Okay. So, um, so actually where the devotion started from was Pope Pius IX. In uh, 1848 to 1850, he was exiled from Rome due, due to the wars that were going on in Italy and in the different uh, city-states. And so, because the Vatican wasn't the Vatican and Italy wasn't the country of Italy back in the 1850s. So he was exiled to some place, I believe it was in France, and he asked for prayers to be offered in January of 1849. Now remember, this is six months after St. Mary Peter died. So what they did was they had the Veil of Veronica, which is housed at the Vatican in St. Peter's Basilica. They brought it down to be venerated on the altar at St. Peter's Basilica for three days. And during this time of prayer, the veil was covered with a linen cloth to prevent any damage to it. Um, and the, the image itself, if anybody's ever seen the shroud, is it's very faint. It's, it's not something you'd really visibly see the face of our Lord on, okay? It's, there, it's very faint. And um, most of what we're familiar with is like photographic enhancements of these things. 
So anyway, um, on the third day, our Lord's face could be distinctly seen by everyone present that was praying before it. And what they described was almost as though it was illumined from behind the veil and the face of our Lord was visibly seen by all. And there was this um, illumination that no one know where it came from, but it was witnessed by a number of people. So they brought in, they went, somebody went over to the Vatican and brought somebody in to authenticate this miracle because of what was happening. And they sent word to the Holy Father, who was Pius the Ninth at the time, to let him know what had happened. So in the following year, when he returned to Rome, he started a practice of distributing images of the Holy Face. And what he decided to do was he had the image of the Holy Face replicated on pieces of silk or linen cloth. And he touched these pieces of cloth to relics of the Passion of Christ. So he touched it to the veil of Veronica, the spear of Longinus, and a relic of the True Cross. And if you find one of these authentic images, it'll also have a blue ink stamp on it that says something like Deo Gracias or something mm. like that. And then it also has a wax seal um, indicating that it's a relic because it's been touched to the relics of the Passion of Christ. So um, this wax seal is much like the way they seal relics or, or reliquaries when uh, uh, something has been put placed in it, because they seal it because they don't want it to be opened or or um, uh, d desecrated. Like once the seal is broken, then it's really like a desecrated image. So what they were doing was putting this wax seal on it so that it would authenticate it. And then visitors to Rome were able to obtain these relics for veneration, okay? And so this practice continued during the pontificates of Pope Pius IX and then by Pope Leo XIII. Um, when P Pope Leo XIII came in, into um, the seat of the Holy Father, he also uh, was the one who approved the Archconfraternity of the Holy Face. So when you were talking earlier about the manual of the Archconfraternity, he's the one that uh, the rule, usually for Archconfraternities or any organization that the church recognizes, there'll be like rules that are put in place and practices that are put in place and particular devotional aspects that are that are given approvals. So that's kind of what the Archconfraternity Manual of the Holy Face represents. It's like what's been approved. A part of it is those rules, and a part of it is prayers and prayer forms. Um, you know, the important thing about that Archconfraternity, well, first of all, if people want, I think there was a link on the email, there was a link on the email that I sent out this morning for you to enroll. Mm -hmm. There are uh, some obligations. One is that you have to promote the uh, the Holy Face devotion, but they will give you, there's a scapular that they'll send you of the Holy Face, there's a cross that you're supposed to be wearing of the Holy Face, and they also have a manual. I think it's a thin manual, and then you can also purchase the, the bigger one. But there's all kinds of indulgences attached to it. I mean, it's magnificent. Mm -hmm. um, I think the Feast of the Transfiguration is one of the days that you can get a plenary indulgence. Um, I'm trying to remember uh, the other days, St. Martin de Tours might have been one. Mm -hmm. And the patron saints, of course, St. Michael the Archangel, and now St. Therese, the little flower, mm -hmm. right? She has yeah. a result of yeah. the Holy Face, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. she, she's Saint well, St. Therese is the one that um, most people are familiar with as far as devotion to the Holy Face because what you find what I've found since starting to promote it is that 
I've met a lot of Third Order Carmelites who already have the devotion. Is that right? Yeah. Well, they built that chapel right here in uh, Palatine, That's and it's I've named heard. after the Holy Face. Yeah, and that, and I think what ha- has happened is that the Carmelites, um, they pray, they you know they have a, a obligation to pray twice a day, and they meet. Most of the meet one, groups meet once a month, and uh, so I think within the Carmelite circle it's promoted, but it's not so widely promulgated outside of the Carmelite community. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think a lot of that stems from Saint Therese of Lisieux. Um, she was. I don't know if she was introduced to it in the Carmel or by her family because I don't know how widely distributed it was in France during her lifetime. But they'll show an image, I saw it on a website the other day, um, of her whole family was enrolled. Yeah, Celine and and Zelie. And her parents, yeah. Her parents, yeah. They were all members of the Holy Face. So I'm not certain whether it came as a family or if it came that she found it in the Carmel and then promoted it back to her family. Yeah. But my guess is that they that they were already well devoted to the Holy Face. And, and she put it right in her name, right, of the right. child Jesus and that's the Holy her, Face. That's one of her, one her of titles. Her titles, yeah. And the, the thing is about it is that they say that she said she had more spiritual progress that she attributed to the devotion to the Holy Face. In fact, they say that when she was dying in her infirmary, her, an image of the Holy Face was hung on the, the uh, curtain in her in her room in the infirmary. Yeah. And what so. was so beautiful about her was, you know, this is an this is a devotion of reparation to God, as Annette man- mentioned. And she was trying to figure out what she could offer God the Father, and then she thought, oh, I'll borrow. I'll borrow the image of the Son, and then when the Father sees this image of the Son who's suffering and interceding for humanity, he can't say no. So she's the one who started, and just in her beautiful childlike way, she's like, oh, can I borrow this beautiful face, and then I'll present that. And Jesus even promised, and he has those list of promises. I don't know if you want to go through them in that. Um, it's in that little, fly, I think it might be in that flyer that you have, but it's some of the promises where he says that, he'll, he said it's the oh, most beautiful yeah. devotion under the sun. Yeah. It says, yes. by offering my face to the Eternal Father, nothing will be refused. Nothing will be refused. And the conversion of many sinners will be obtained. By my holy face, the, they will work wonders, appease the anger of God, and draw down mercy on sinners. All those who honor my face in a spirit of reparation will by so doing perform the office of the pious Veronica. According to the care they take in making reparation to my face, disfigured by blasphemers, so will I take care of their souls which have been disfigured by sin. My face is the seal of the divinity which has the virtue of reproducing in the souls the image of God. That's what Father Kearney was talking about. Yes. Those who by words, prayers, or writing defend my cause in the work of reparation, especially my priests, I will defend before my Father and will give them my kingdom. As in a kingdom, they can procure all that is desired with a corn coin stamped with the king's effigy. So in the kingdom of heaven, they will obtain all they desire with the precious coin of my holy face. Those who on earth contemplate the wounds of my face shall in heaven behold it radiant with glory. They will receive in their souls a bright and constant irradiation of my divinity, that by their likeness to my face, they shall shine with particular splendor in heaven. I will defend them 
I will preserve them, and I will assure them of final perseverance. Wow. It is a wow. Wow. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Thanks, Charlie. So now we only have about five minutes more. What would we like to cover? So a couple things, I think. um, Let's go back over how to get started because if somebody's getting touched by their in their heart by this um, they certainly going to get a hold of Angela and myself through the radio station so that we can help them get started I have already typed up a booklet so you don't have to do that in fact I haven't finished edition two yet because I have to some typos to fix but um, I could show them a sample of an ad for a bulletin announcement um, how to reserve a room how to have a conversation with your pastor um, I give the booklets to my group, like when they come, they get a booklet, and then they, that way they can take the devotion home with them, mm. and they have a resource. Um, and um, I found somebody who makes chaplets, as she's a Carmelite, and she, uh, she does that as one of her pastoral works, so I found somebody who can do that, um, and I bring those to the prayer group so that if somebody wants one, they can obtain one. Um, you talked about the Golden Arrow Prayer before. We should recite that before we get done. Um, and then there's a couple of things. I've had a couple of what I would call, not I don't want to say negative, but feedbacks on, on the prayers themselves, okay? The language of the prayers is kind of lofty, and sometimes it's hard to keep up with them. But in my observation of it, because the last time we met, I was really focused on that comment, and I noticed that the words, because you're trying to keep the words together, it forces you into meditation. Every time I was noticing something in the chapel, because like we had all the poinsettias out, so like the leaves that were falling on the ground and I was thinking about picking them up afterwards, it was like all of a sudden I'm stumbling through the words because my mind is not on the prayer, I'm on the mm. what's going on. The other comment that I had was that a lot of the litanies that are in the prayer book are repetitive. But what I would suggest is that in both Sister Mary St. Peter and Sir Teresa of Lisieux, part of their spiritual journey, especially in their novitiate, because they both had devotion to the Holy Family and to the Holy Face. And what you see in their both of their spiritual journeys is that they set aside time where they meditated on certain aspects of Jesus's young life throughout the hours of the day. So like the first hour was the incarnation. The second hour was Mary meeting Elizabeth. The third hour was the birth of Jesus and on and on. And they would spend their whole day and then the next day they would repeat the cycle. Okay. Um, They also did that with the months of the year where on a certain day of the month they would meditate on a certain aspect of Jesus's life and then they would have a whole cycle of those meditations for the month and then they would repeat them the next month and so this is why they became so devoted to the Holy Family why they became so devoted to the passion of our Lord and and the Holy Face because they meditated on his life constantly throughout their life throughout the hours of the day so every time of their day was set aside for Christ. It doesn't mean they didn't, you know, do whatever their earthly duties were in the convent because they all have them, but that meditation was carried with them. That's so beautiful. Annette, you did a tremendous job. I have to tell you that booklet that you put together, I think it's probably the best one I've seen. 
You did an excellent, excellent job. Well, that's Vicki Schreier's work. I just typed. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you're, yeah, I think you're being modest there. Uh, those of you who have en- really enjoyed Annette Wynn's uh, talk about Holy Face of Jesus, uh, 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 please call in. We need the donations uh, very much at this point. 224-206-8455. Again, 224-206-8455. Or online at wsfiradio.org. wsfiradio.org. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Annette. So in terms of schedule, we have Father Joseph Lappy from uh, Holy Rosary Parish. He's a Marian of the Immaculate Conception. And he's on deck. So we'll have Mass right after the chaplet, and then he'll be on the air to talk a little bit about his vocation story. So stay tuned. Stay tuned.